Probably one of the most scenic drives that you can have is through the Douglas Shire, then across the Daintree River and head up to Cape Tribulation and then through Woodgill. But the sticking point has always in some ways been the ferry to go across the river. Douglas Shire Council has been putting out a survey for residents of potential future upgrades or changes to that crossing. And to talk more about it, I've got the Mayor of the Douglas Shire, Michael Kerr, on the phone. Michael, thanks very much for your time. Thank you very much for having me. The crossing point of the Daintree River can sometimes be a bit of a hurdle or a a roadblock on getting to and from the northern parts of the Shire. Now, you have been putting out surveys for respondents, for those who reside in the Shire, to get their opinion of what should be done with the river. What's that all about? Okay, so from 2002, I think, was the first time the council had a study done on the traffic going across the the river and the ferry and the delays that were being caused. Now, since then, of course, it's been an ongoing issue with delays and, you know, the locals especially, you know, get quite frustrated when they have to sit there for an hour and a half to try and get to the priority lane on one side or two hours sitting there with there's no priority lane. Yeah, it, it became very frustrating for tourists as well. So... Last year, Council decided to do a uh, public consultation to see what the complaints were and how we could go about it. We also had a further study done to see what possibilities there are for solutions. So we did all that work, and when it went to the public consultation, a bridge wasn't on the table. It was purely, these are the options, and this is what we're going to discuss. So when I went to the election, I thought, no, this isn't right. We need to at least give the people who want a bridge an option to have a say. And I think that was really important. So one of the first things I did was put a a hold on the contract that was being looked at for the two-ferry system. And we've gone out to public consultation again. And this time we're giving people the options of what a bridge is and what the costs are. And we're also being a lot more transparent with the costs of the two-ferry system. And these are things that also the people within tourism need to know that this is a possibility. So with this consultation, we're being a lot more transparent in the fact of what the costs will be to the people who live in the Shire, what the costs will be to the people who use the ferry, and what the costs will be in both respects of either having a bridge or having a ferry, and what the pros and cons for both sections are. So this survey that we've put out is to get a general concept from not only the people that live in Douglas, but also all the ratepayers who own properties here and any other body that's got an interest within the ferry system to be able to give council information and tell us what is it you want. Do you want a bridge? Do you want a ferry? If you, we do have a bridge or a ferry, should council be making money out of it or not? You know, and you know, give us feedback on what you believe would be good options. So that's the starting point we're up to and that's process went for six weeks and closed last Monday and we're now it's a third party that's going through all the surveys and calculating the numbers cross-referencing them with uh, people on the electoral roll and people in our rate base just to ensure there's no double up and that data will come to council with all the submissions that uh, people have letters that people have wrote in giving their ideas so that's where we are today. Now, I also understand that as part of this process, you also did a number of public uh, consultations. In fact, one that I went to uh, as well, listening to many varied ideas. How well received were those public consultations? 
Well, I'm very happy with the numbers that came. We had around 20 to 25 people come to each session. Of course, we had to keep numbers restricted because of the COVID-19 at the time. Um, but there was enough people there to get a good sense of what people's thoughts were. And it was very mixed. You know, some people very passionate about what their beliefs were. Yeah, so it was very important that we, we still kept it at a balanced conversation so that people all got a fair say and a fair hearing. And I think that was that's the most important thing. I think the one thing that I really appreciated from the public sessions was that people now realise who went there that it's not such an easy decision. There are, you know, pros and cons on both sides and it's not something that I think that just the council should make a decision on. It's absolutely something that the whole general public should be you know, having their say and putting their message across. Yeah, I even heard a number of different ideas coming up, even from those that were living north of the river and their thoughts there. But what were you talking about, if I understand it right, the options that you were looking at, either a two-ferry system, so you've got one ferry operating all the time, the second ferry comes in in peak season, is that correct? Yes, so the second ferry will come in only during the peak season. So if there's a long weekend where it may be a busy season, there could still be delays. You know, so I think you know, people need to appreciate that as well. This isn't going to be a fix. And as the data shows us, the, the traffic is increasing by approximately 1.5% per year. You know, and that's a multiplying effect. Within 10, 15 years, you know, we could be back to the same position where a two-ferry system is no longer efficient as well. And we could be back looking at different options to try and fix the situation again. But we're only just looking at the crossings. I understand from those discussions we weren't looking at upgrading the road because we do know that the road north of the Daintree isn't of a quality to take increased traffic. So that's another cost that we've got to look at in the future. Is that correct? Well, that would be, absolutely. And, yeah, this question has been asked multiple times. And as I said, well, the first step is to find out where we're at with this bridge or ferry because that's going to be a, you know, a stumbling block each way. But at the end of the day, the road across there will need to have some works done on it to ensure that it's going to be safe for our tourists you know, and for the locals that live there. You know, we're not talking about destroying you know, kilometres of rainforest or anything like that. There's certainly some of the roads, the sections there that may need to be widened slightly or there may be sections that need to be worked on to just ensure, I guess, that that safety aspect is there for our, the people using it. Now, either option that you use, whether it is the ferry or whether it is the um, bridge, is going to need roadworks, extensive roadworks, land clearing to have those going. And, of course, there is the thoughts of further upstream. You've got Woodjul Woodjul, you've got the Cookshire. You've also got the local Indigenous landholders of that area. Ongoing discussions with those. What's been the responses of those people regarding the idea or the questioning of how to get across that river? Woodjul, I haven't really spoken to them with it. I've kept myself extremely out of the all the conversations for that entire reason for the fact that I want to see the data when it comes back. So I haven't specifically spoken to the Mayor of Woodrow or the Mayor of Cooktown about the bridge or ferry scenario. Um, we have, of course, had conversations regarding the Bloomfield track. And you know, I stated before the election that it wouldn't be one of my policies to seal that track at this point because I've got over 200 roads in this shire where people live on you know, that need their roads sealed. So they take priority to myself. But, you know, I went up the Bloomfield track yesterday and, you know, the dust situation up there is just phenomenal at this time of year. And, you know, seeing the amount of dust that's eventually going to be washed away into the 
the river systems to the ocean and then out to the reef, you know, it's certainly something that needs to be looked at, um, but it certainly won't be in this term anyway. It's also, I suppose, one of the concerns if you go back when, uh, I think, uh, through the Joby Yelke era, that was one of the concerns of the environmentalists before the track was built, I suppose. Now, with the uh, what you're doing now, when are you expecting the information to come back to council as to what options are the most viable or what options are the most popular with your ratepayers? Well, at this stage, the staff have advised us by November there will be information coming to the councillors to be able to see where they're at and what, what it's looking like. And by December, it will go to a council meeting. And from there, so all the public consultations are then will have been done, so the decision will be the council, this is the way that we're going to go sort of thing? That's correct. So the, the meeting in December will be the meeting where we will make a choice on which way we're directing. And that's only a short way away. I think for many people there, there is a lot of interest in how this is going to go uh, because there is very passionate people I've spoken to that are for both options, each option or no option. So there is a lot of juggling that's still ahead of by the sounds of it. Absolutely. And it is something that's a very emotional thing. People have got an attachment to the crossing and to the Daintree, of course. You know, but everyone's got their own perspectives and their own ideas based on their own beliefs. You know, what we have to balance out is, you know, which beliefs are more predominant to be factual, you know, and how it'll affect the residents and the tourists and the economy and you know, and the environment, of course, and balance those things out and try and find uh, some sort of equilibrium between the whole lot and that will make a... Uh, a balanced decision. I mean, either way, of course, some people aren't going to be happy with the outcome, um, but that's politics, unfortunately, and what we have to do is what the majority of the people want and what the best thing for the whole area will be. Well, Michael, I'm looking forward to seeing what the result is for this and like like to be able to keep in touch because, as I said, something like this is not just affecting the Douglas Shire, it is affecting the uh, Cook Shire and even further north up the Cape if people want to go along the, uh, the Bloomfield track. Absolutely it is. So it's something that will be discussed onwards for many years. And as I said, you know, regardless of what the decision this time will be, it'll certainly be a discussion again in the not-so-distant future as the traffic increases. Michael, thanks very much for your time. Thank you. That's Michael Kerr, the Mayor of the Douglas Shire.